Hello everyone, I am Pearl Way, your hostess for Beyond the Code podcast, coming from you live from sunny California, Oakland. Actually, it's sunny, but it usually gets cold out here in the Bay Area, and apparently it's coughing season. So ladies and gentlemen, who knows what that means? I hope you're ready. Before I dive into today's topic, I just want to say thank you for all the birthday wishes. My birthday was last week, and I officially launched this podcast. The reviews have been great so far, and I just want to say thank you to everyone who took out the time to listen. One review that um, I'm particularly thankful for is a comment from my aunt she made me realize that i should be consistent by calling it beyond the code and not beyond the code this is t-h-e um she said that beyond the code is very avant-garde which is correct just wanted to note that beyond the code was taken so i had to change the t-h-e to l-e which is french and most importantly beyond the code or in this situation beyond the code is my project created to demystify Silicon Valley. A lot of people think that getting Silicon Valley, you have to be a coder, you have to be a UX designer, software engineer, those kind of things. And like these products are just basically made up of code. You know, everybody knows what coding means, but like a lot of people do not know the policies involved, the human rights, the digital rights that need to be safeguarded while you use these products or while you're on these tech platforms. And so my podcast is to kind of give us the awareness or to create the awareness as to the policies involved with these products and other platforms that you use. So one platform, shameless plugs, that I recently found is called Descript. So while recording, I'm, I was having a very hard time using Audacity and editing is so much stress. For those people who podcast, you kind of relate to how like you use Audacity and trying to edit them. And I kind of just on this blog trying to figure out what is the easier way to make edits on podcasts and most importantly to create a transcript after for show notes and i found this amazing ai powered tool called descript so descript which is what i'm using right now would record my voice and eventually create transcripts in the end which is pretty cool and so my edits are basically through the text i don't have to look at the waveform i simply have to like make the edits through the text form which is pretty cool and very convenient so that is a shameless plug for the day um breaking news TikTok is currently under investigation by the U.S. government. So TikTok is a huge social media app that a lot of young users are on, which is like Vine and where you can put up videos of 15 seconds long, funny videos. A lot of people have reached instant fame and some of them are now celebrities online. It's pretty cool, but this rise to fame has brought about a lot of privacy and security issues which the U.S. government is currently investigating to find. The one major problem is that this app is filled with lots of sexual predators. So an advice to young users who are on the platform or parents, or if you're older and you have younger ones on this platform, please take the time to be sure of your privacy settings or be sure not to disclose your information to people you barely know on the platform because right now they're being investigated and there's just like a lot of issues surrounding the platform especially for young users and that leads me to the actual topic for today which is ai and child rights 
So this topic is very dear to my heart because it is my domino effect. So for those of you who have heard the term domino effect, it's basically that activity or that moment that puts everything into perspective or like makes everything just fall into place. And for me, this project called AI and Charles Wright, also known as Generation AI, is that domino effect for me. So Halloween was a couple of days ago and I just want to paint a sort of scary scenario. Bear with me. As a parent, so imagine Mandy, it's Christmas time. She has two beautiful girls and it's Black Friday. You buy a doll for your daughter and this doll is no ordinary doll. This doll can speak. This doll can have incredible conversations with your child you get home your child is excited you feel like you've won the lottery with your child but little did you know that every day someone other than the doll or whoever created this doll is actually having a conversation with your child someone a third party is watching your child someone is actually listening to the conversations you're probably having with your child or on the phone with another party. The question is, why is that happening? The reason or the answer behind it is because your child's doll is probably hacked. The reality is that some of these new technologies, as interesting as they might seem, is that they are very susceptible to privacy and data concerns. So the story I painted might, might be a bit exaggerated, but it's not far from the truth. And so that brought me, or that brings me to my research journey of AI and Charles Wrights. How I got into this space was pretty exciting, I would say. I was at Berkeley and the Human Rights Center had put up this calling for research students to get into this project. At the time, I had no idea the intersection between AI and Charles Wrights. I just knew that I was intrigued and I was okay, I'm gonna do this. And I thought it was just gonna be for credits. Little did I know that this project was in collaboration with UNICEF, that is the United Nations Children Education Fund, the World Economic Forum and Microsoft. Exciting, right? Yes. However, this generation AI, which is the overall project, is is kind of broad in the sense that there are so many new technologies, there's so many child's rights, and we wanted to make our contribution to this project as you know, succinct as pro- possible. So we decided to break it down into case studies, and we broke it down into three categories. And so my own case study is AI at play. So the other categories, AI at school and AI at home, were done by my teammates, who I hope to have on the next episodes to talk more and shed light on that on those projects or case studies. But for today, we're going to be dealing with AI at play. My case study was called Smart Toys. So before I begin, you might ask, why is this conversation critical? I just want to note that it has already been estimated by the time a child is 18, there are already 700,000 posts, 700,000 data points, 700,000 information about that child online. That is the huge risk involved with our children's data these days. And so with smart toy, I'm just going to definitions. 
smart toy is a form of AI. I like to call it weak AI or soft AI. So what is AI? According to Brookings Education, yes, I'm pulling up definitions right now because I want to sound very sophisticated. <laughs> AI is basically machines that respond to stimulation consistent with traditional responses from humans. They can contemplate, they can judge, and they have intentions. They, they can basically mimic the things that we do as humans, which is pretty cool. However, with smart toys, which is like a form of AI, it can't really contemplate or judge because it already has pre-recorded phrases in them. So for context, you know how Siri, you speak to Siri, Siri, what is your address to this mall? And Siri gives you a couple of addresses to malls or a particular mall that you have in mind. It's like saying that Siri or Alexa kind of has a mind of its own, even though it's working with a lot of data points and a lot of mm. mach machine learning. But it's slightly different with certain smart toys. Smart toys do not have the ability to have a mind of its own. It already has recorded phrases in them. So it can speak more than those phrases that have already been imputed in them. So an example is Hello Barbie. Remember the doll Barbie? I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. I know, I know, I know. Themes. I still remember. I loved Barbie, so don't judge me. And Hello Barbie is the smart toy version of Barbie. This Hello Barbie only has 8,000 pre-recorded phrases. It can't go beyond those phrases. No matter the kind of conversation the child has with this doll, it's always within the perimeter of 8,000. So that is why it's called a weak AI and not the hard AI, just for context. With this smart toy, there are lots of parties involved, but I like to say three. So there's Wi-Fi, the app, and then the toy itself. Emphasis on the app. So usually the parents are the ones who download this app on their phone, and that's the only way the doll can be activated. And so when you download the app, you can activate it, set the privacy settings, your password, and know that your child's recording is safe and that you can listen to the recording and also delete it afterwards. Now, it's exciting having a doll in your home and knowing that your child is constantly having a conversation. It's every child's dream to have a conversation with their doll. However, there are privacy concerns. One case study that I worked on was called Cloud Pets. It was an incident association in 2017. And these pets were dogs, rabbits, cats. However, they were very susceptible to hackings. And a third party was able to uncover over 800,000 personal informations of parents and children. That is how crazy it is. Um, right now, there are regulations and statutes, because I know your question is like, what are we doing to protect these children? There are regulations and statutes, two that are noteworthy. One is the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, which is COPA. COPA is under the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission in America, protects children under 13. You can't collect their data. You have to ensure that whatever product they are using that young people are using, it has to pass this threshold of safety. So with a lot of toy companies, they try to ensure that they're not collecting any data or recordings of children, which when you look at it, I mean, how we say Siri is listening and most of our comments, I am of a very firm believer that these recordings by children are also recorded. Another statute or another law is the United Nations Convention on the Rights to Child. Article 16 provides that a child has a right to privacy. So a child has a right to privacy. 
he has a right to not be interfered at home or in school. So those are the two regulations that are noteworthy in this conversation. Another issue that was raised during my research is the duty to report. So here's another scenario. A child is being sexually or physically harassed at home or in school. This usually happens sometimes in school or at home. And the child obviously doesn't have the confidence, which happens most of the time, to report this to an adult. It would be expected that this child would tell his or her smart toy that this is what is happening to me. Like I mentioned earlier, the smart toy is only confined to certain phrases. These phrases have been trained and have been put into the doll. It can't go beyond it. So if a child says that he or she is being physically or sexually harassed, the doll would be, for example, Hello Barbie would say, that looks like something you should tell an adult about. The issue is when you say that to a child, the child now bears the burden of reporting this issue or this harassment to someone. But the question then lies, what if that adult is the person inflicting this sexual or physical harassment? With my research, I you know, uncovered that a lot of you know, scholars were suggesting that these toy companies be placed as mandatory reporters. So in the U.S., some state laws provide for mandatory reporting that counselors, teachers, some computer technicians should report any issue of sexual harassment or physical harassment. And in this case, these smart toys could also fall under this purview to report any issue of physical and sexual harassment. However, there are two concerns that I raised. The first one is, if this smart toy is constantly listening, watching out for sexual harassment, wouldn't it seem like a big brother who is always listening? Secondly, if the child now becomes aware that this doll is likely to report if I say anything that pertains harassment, wouldn't that revoke the trust the child has with the doll? So those are the two concerns. It's such a push and pull and no answer has really been found. And if you do have answers, I look forward to hearing. And then I suggested that trigger words. So during my research, someone suggested that, you know, trigger words should be created for, you know, a software should be created which would detect trigger words whenever a child is speaking to a doll. So let's say a bill has been passed and toy companies now have the ability to report. What trigger words? Well, how would they know that this child is being sexually harassed? So it's not, a child's not going to be, you know, hey doll, I was being sexually harassed. This child probably doesn't even know it's sexual harassment. So what is that phrase? What would even be the right phrase to know that it's, you know, a child is being sexually harassed? And because there are so many nuances. So a child could say that he or she was touched. What does touched mean? Does touched mean sexually harassed? Or does that mean the mom was trying to give him or her a bath and she, she didn't want to take a bath at the time? There are so many nuances and it's very hard. I'm sure lots of tech experts who are listening can agree that it's very hard to train speech recognition AI to detect this type of trigger words, to know the nuances and to be able to decipher that this is no not sexual harassment or this is an issue where the child was just being you know defiant to the mom or to the dad. So that was a suggestion. And that is a summary of what my research project was about, the privacy concerns, the data collection, um, using cloud pets and using 
Hello Barbie, and also the duty to, to report, or in this case, to protect. The suggestions that we created, we broke it down into categories, some for government, some for companies, some for parents and educators. Now, for governments, we suggested that there should be an amendment to these laws. So COPA and the United Nations Convention for the Rights to Child, like I mentioned, they do not envisage smart toys in any way. When you look at Article 16, it just provides rights to privacy through correspondence. Correspondence is such a vague word, and I'm, I'm sure they meant correspondence like letters, and nobody thought that, you know, smart toys could be invented or iPads, this kind of things. And so we suggested that there should be an amendment to consider or to take into cognizance these new technologies that are going to impact children's rights. Another suggestion for companies is to create awareness. So right now, Google created Be Kids Smart or Be Kids Safe, where it's very interactive. I actually played the game. It's an online game where children through cartoons learn how to detect um, safety concerns, able to detect spam. They're able to detect when someone is trying to like retrieve personal information from them and how to avoid them, which is really cool because I know that from teaching three to 10 year olds back home in Nigeria, these children are very tech savvy and we tend to toss them our iPads and iPhones because we just want to have a moment of silence. But the thing is that we haven't trained them to know, okay, when this happens this is what you should do and this is what you shouldn't do. The same thing with smart toys, starting with Google and hopefully other companies can follow suit to teach the children how to detect these safety and security issues. Now, for parents and educators, most especially parents who are the major stakeholder in this. The FTC, that is the Federal Trade Commission, has created two certificates, that is KidSafe and then KidSafe Plus, which are stamps of approval that are placed behind products or like toy products. So please check before you buy any doll, any smart toy, anything that's powered by AI, Please check that it has been approved by FTC or any other regulatory body, depending on what region you're in, to be sure that you're buying a doll that has been privacy approved, quote unquote. Another thing is, please ensure that you are not connected to free Wi-Fi. I know it sounds exciting, and I know that Wi-Fi can be very expensive, but know that when you connect to free Wi-Fi, you open yourself to so many hacking activities. You're exposing your data and personal information to people you do not know. And so and a suggestion is, if you're in a mall or with a restaurant with your children, a suggestion is to use your hotspots to connect. For example, if, if you need to connect directly to the toy, use your personal hotspot from your phone. And then if you're using, if the mobile app is on the phone, please stick to your personal data or your mobile Wi-Fi. I know lots of people, like, people don't, like buy mobile Wi-Fi to go around, but please and please do not connect to public Wi-Fi. And with that is the summary of Generation AI in relation to AI at play smart toys. So I look forward to having my teammates on the next episode to speak about AI at home and AI at school. Now to the segue. My segue for today kind of came to me while, while I was washing my face. <laughs> 
yeah yes so while i was washing my face it's pretty hilarious so imagine this women we all fall into the skincare routine what's your skincare routine i recently got into it and believe me it stresses me out but you know i'm not getting any younger my skin needs to remain flawless so while i was washing my face i realized that which everyone can you know relate to so just think about it for a moment you close your eyes you put the soap in your palm and then your eyes are completely closed and you're washing with your hands your forehead the lids of your eyes your nose your cheek your neck everything is done with your eyes closed you've given your hands 100% power to be able to get the right spots when you're washing you trust your hands to actually get your actual skincare routine with your eyes closed and so the quotes would be trust the process and lots of people say this a lot but we actually do not internalize it if we can trust our hands when our eyes are closed to get to the nooks and crannies of our face then why can we trust our abilities when it comes to new projects that we're getting to when it comes to our ambitions our visions and our goals when in, in relation to tech we trust our devices we trust google maps so when we put in the address google map is going to take us to our destination we don't even doubt it we just know when we turn on our alarms we just like put it in and we're searching for a fact that once it's 8 a.m. our alarm is going to wake us up so why don't we believe 100% in ourselves i speak to a lot of people and i'm also a victim of that when starting new projects i'm always very scared and i don't believe in myself and i'm like can i do this can i not do this But then if everything around us we trusted then we should be able to trust in our abilities to bring whatever projects that we have to life. And so with that my friend recently taught me something that everything in life is subject to iterations. So think about it. So iteration means to repeat, to redefine, to update, to upgrade, those kind of things. Think about it, the iPhone. The iPhone has now reached iPhone 11 plus. but before iPhone 11 there was 1 to 10 the iPhone has not changed its name to any other thing like the iZ or whatever it's still the iPhone but every year it comes out with an upgrade it comes out with something new and special and unique the same with iOS upgrades or the same with upgrades on devices and phones it's really applicable to our lives every time we hold ourselves back thinking that everything has to be perfect or everything has to be by particular standards first of all we limit ourselves because our lives is literally subject to iterations we are for example version i want to say that i'm version 2.5 because i'm 25 meaning that i can i'm constantly upgrading meaning that you're constantly upgrading when you every time you learn something new every time you put yourself out there you're constantly learning and upgrading so don't be too hard on yourself and don't you know take things too seriously like oh this needs to be perfect trust yourself trust in your ability trust the process most importantly that whatever projects that you're that you have whatever vision that has been placed in you by some higher authority if you believe in god or if you believe in allah know that by you trusting yourself you're giving it wings to fly so you might not get it right the first time most of the time you 
never get it right the first time, but know that it is subject to iterations. It would constantly be upgraded if you let it be upgraded. And I believe that we are all different versions of ourselves at each point in time until the day we die. We're constantly learning, we're constantly iterating. So we're constantly different versions, version two, version 2.1, version three, 3.1, till the day we actually die. With that in mind, know to always trust the process. And that is the end of my segue. A quick shout out to, you know, five of my donors, which I had a fundraiser, which exceeded my wildest imaginations. I just want to give a quick shout out to Fentala, my cousin Emeka Muta, and my Frego gang. Yes, I have a gang of friends. <laughs> so I'd like to say shout out to Athiang, Mihai, and Ishmael. Thank you all for believing in my dreams and investing in them. So these are my angel investors. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for all those who are listening. I hope you learned a thing or two about AI and Charles rights. If you're a parent or if you have a younger sibling, please be sure that the privacy settings, be sure that your children are aware of the things that they're using either on an iPad, an iPhone, or in this case, a smart toy. My call to action today would just basically, if you have a comment, please let me know. If you have questions, please, please, you know, just text me, DM me, LinkedIn me, everything me, just send it to me. And I would love to respond. If I don't have the answers, I would definitely reach out to someone who does. If you have any news article or anything that is newsworthy, also let me know. My friend can you know, made me know about this TikTok and that is what I brought to you on the at the beginning of the episode. So if you do have anything for me, please, you know, let me know, mention me and I will definitely speak to speak about it on the podcast. Also, there will be show notes, which is really exciting. So thanks to Descript, I would be able to create show notes. So I know lots of people, you know, have concerns of like downloading or streaming these type of podcasts which could take into their data so there'll be show notes which we put up on my medium which we put up on linkedin i'm actually creating a website as well so eventually when that is up everything else you know it would be up there as well but for now these show notes would be like in form of blog posts so you can also read a few takeaways from the podcast and there'll be links to everything else the links to the memo so my team and i created a memo the links would be there links to so many other sites on how to protect your children's data would also be there lastly i went to a recent showroom it's like if you watch black mirror you would know that you know how creepy black mirror is so this was like a basically a black mirror showroom in my opinion by tactical tech it was really cool and one of the best part is that they gave out detox um digital 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 detox kits so ddk so it's pretty exciting and i mentioned on twitter that i was going to mention at least one tip every day or after every episode so number one tip for today change your device name i'm reading from the kits at some point you may have named your phone for wi-fi or bluetooth or both or maybe the name was automatically generated during setup So this means that Alex Chung's phone, like most of us who use iPhone and you're connecting maybe through AirDrop, you'd see Alex 
something's iPhone is which is what is now visible to the new Wi-Fi network and when your Bluetooth is on to everyone in that area who has their Bluetooth on as well. Normally, you know, if you think about it, you wouldn't want to announce your name as you enter into a cafe, restaurant, or airport. Neither should your phone. So you can change the name of your phone to something less personally identifying, yet still uniquely you. So on your Android or on your iPhone, you know, check your settings. And I would put a Snapchat of like a screenshot of how to manually change your settings to create a name that is uniquely you, but not personally identifying. So if you need ideas, you can use your favorite television character, or you can use a phrase like open sesame. For me, I use a Disney character, one of my favorite Disney characters. I will not tell you what it is, but I've always had my like my phone's name different from Pearl, which even before this whole privacy issues arose, I just always like to name my products, you know, differently from me. I don't know why. And I guess, you know, reading reading about this, I'm grateful or I'm thankful for my smart intuition to name my phone differently or my devices. So please if you have any device an ipad an iphone your computer anything that shows your name that is connected to wi-fi or bluetooth please take the time to check your your settings and rename it to something like your initials or like we mentioned a television character or you know just or a phrase just something very cheesy that will make you laugh you know or to create a good story maybe when you're on a date or something i don't know that is the end of episode two. I look forward to having you on episode three, where I'll be speaking to some of my teammates on our other case studies. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Pearl Way, aka Black Bill Gates, the hostess of Beyond the Coach, signing out from Bay Area with love. Goodbye. <laughs>